0: Basarov reappeared, sat down at the table, and began hurriedly drinking his tea. The two brothers regarded him in silence, while Arkady's eyes travelled stealthily from uncle to father and back again. Did you go far? Nikolai Petrovich presently asked Bezra. You've got a little swamp here, close to the aspen wood. I flashed five snipe. You can shoot them, Arkady. Don't you go in for shooting? No, you're studying physics, I understand, Pavel Petrovich asked in his turn. Yes, physics, the natural sciences generally. The Deutsch-Lanta are said to have made considerable progress in this field. Yes, the Germans are our teachers in that subject, Bazarov answered casually. Pavel Petrovitch had used the word Deutschland instead of Germans for the sake of irony, but this had passed unnoticed. Do have as high an opinion of the Germans as all that? inquired Pavel Petrovich with studied suavity. He was beginning to feel a secret irritation. His aristocratic nature was up in arms at Bezerov's sheer insouciance. This son of an army, Sawbones, far from being diffident, answered bluntly and reluctantly. And there was something rude, almost insolent in the tone of his voice. There, men of science, are a practical lot. So-so. Well, I suppose you have no such flattering opinion about Russian scientists, have you? I suppose so. That's very praiseworthy selflessness, retorted Pevel Petrovich, drawing himself up, erect and throwing his head back. But Arkady Nikolaj has just been telling us that you recognize no authorities. Don't you believe them? Why should I recognize them? And what am I to believe in? When anyone talks sense, I agree. That's all. Do the Germans all talk sense? Pavel Petrovich intoned, and his face assumed an expression so impassive and detached as though his thoughts had gone ungathering. Not all of them, Bezeroff said, stifling a yawn. He was obviously unwilling to continue the word play. Pavel Petrovitch glanced at Arkady as much as to say, a polite fellow, this friend of yours, I must say. For my part, he went on, not without some effort. I must plead guilty to disliking the Germans. I say nothing of the Russian Germans. We know that type, but I can't even stomach the German Germans. Those of the old days, well, one could put up with in a pinch. They then had their, well, Schiller, Goethe, you know. My brother, for instance, thinks a lot of them. Now they have all become chemists and materialists. A decent chemist is twenty times more useful than any poet broken by Is that so? commented Pavel Petrovitch, with a slight lift of his eyebrows looking as if he were going to doze off. You don't believe in art then, I suppose? The art of making money? Or no more piles? Bezraup said with a sneer. So, so, you are having your joke, I see. You repudiate everything then, is that it? All right, does that mean you believe only in science? I've already told you that I believe in nothing and what is science? Science in general? There are sciences as there are trades and callings, but science in general does not exist at all. Very good sir, but what about the other conventions, those accepted in human society? Do you maintain the same negative attitude here as well? Was this a cross-examination? Was Rob said. Pavel Petrovich paled slightly. Nikolai Petrovich deemed it necessary to intervene. We shall discuss this matter more fully with you someday, my dear Evgeny Vasilich. We shall learn your views and let you know our own. For my part, I am very glad to know you are studying natural science. I hear that Liebig has made some surprising discoveries in soil fertilization. You might help me in my agricultural pursuits. You might be able to give me some useful advice. I am at your service Nikolai Petrovich, but it's a far cry to Liebig. A person has to learn his ABC first before he can begin to read whereas we haven't set eyes on our alphabet yet. Well, you certainly are a nihilist, I see, thought Nikolai Petrovich. Still, I hope you won't mind me bothering you in case of need, he added aloud. And now brother, I think it's time for us to be seeing the steward, Pavel Petrovich, stood up. Yes, he said, looking at nobody in particular. It's a sad thing to live five years in the country as we do, enjoying no intercourse with the great minds of the age. You become a silly ass before you know it. Here you are, trying not to forget what you have been taught, when, lo and behold, it turns out to be all Tommy rot. And you were told that sensible people no longer waste time on such trifles, and that you yourself. Are an old dunderhead, if you please. Ah, oh, well, the young people are cleverer than us, it seems. Pavel Petrovich turned slowly on his heel and slowly walked out. Nikolai Petrovich followed him. Is he always like that? Bezerov asked coolly as soon as the door had closed behind the two brothers. Look here, Evgeny. You handled him rather roughly, you know, Arkady said. You have insulted him. I'll be blowed if I'm going to humor these rustic aristocrats. It's nothing but conceitedness, swell habits, poppery. Why didn't he carry on in St. Petersburg, if that's the way he's made? Well, enough of him. I found a water beetle, a rather rare specimen. Ditiscus marginatus. Do you know it? I'll show it to you. I promise to tell you his story. Began Arkady. The Beatles. Come, come, Evgeny. My uncle's story. You will see. He's not at all the man you think he is. He deserves sympathy rather than sneers. I'm not denying it, but what makes you harp on him? One must be fair, Yevgeny. What's the implication? No, just listen. And Arkady told him his uncle's story. The reader will find it in the next chapter.